What's up, everybody? Welcome to the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast, your number one podcast for girl groups with the number one fanboys. I'm your host, Justin Turneau, with my co-host, Fograw. We're in a different studio today. We're in the kitchen. We're out in the kitchen, but there's no TV. No TV. So this is a different setup than what we usually do in the kitchen, but it's still good. Still the kitchen. It's way more open up here. It's more chilling here. It is. We got a nice fan. No, that my room's kind of hot. So. Circulating the air. Um, we got multiple laptops going on with crazy technology right now. Dude, this is technology on ten. Uh, we got a whole lab in in the kitchen. I don't know. It's pretty intense. It is a little different, but it's all right. It's nice. It's nice. It's all right. Man, at least the weather's been nice outside. It is. It's been super nice out. Finally, it's it- going to be nice out. We're going to Chicago on Saturday. And That's my allergies be are really freaking fun. out, so you know spring is coming. Oh yeah, allergies for everyone are freaking out, so that's fun too. You know, it's not gonna be fun this episode. No, it's a sad one, but it needs to be done. It's the one we never thought was gonna just, happen, but we always knew it was gonna be here eventually. Just fair warning before we get too deep into it. If Trigger you need, warning. If you need to sad. turn it off, stop now, or else. I can't help you from here on out, but this is going to be a sad episode. I might be crying by the end of this. We'll see. It uh, could very well happen. But before we talk about that, you get anything cool lately? No. Uh, since we're going to Chicago, hopefully... Saturday. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, maybe we can pick up some stuff then, which would be fun. I wonder if I have the Itchy albums out by then. I don't know. I probably will get one if it's there, because uh, why not, but... Haven't really got anything super recently. Me either. But the next couple months I'm going to be getting some stuff because there's been a lot of good comebacks announced in the last like literally two days. It's been really crazy. Because NC came back and their comeback was a banger. Yeah, it was incredible. And then who else got announced? Promise is making a comeback finally. Everglow's making a comeback. We still have WJS in the black subunit that's coming out in a couple days. Um, I thought there was another one. Ace was coming back. Ace was coming back. I know Monster twice X is, is coming, coming back. back. Oh yeah, uh, twice. Which we did. Right. We did already kind of know about twice, but that's coming back. I don't know, man. It was really weird because it took like eyes one leaving for everyone else to do something. And IY came back. For, yeah, like, one day. I was gonna say that's when I knew something was like. I was like, what is going on? It's like eyes one leaves, and now IY is even like doing a re- reuniting thing. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, like so many, like so many comebacks got announced after that. A couple before, but yeah, these next few months are going to be crazy. We got a ton of stuff coming back. All those hot summer comebacks. I'm Real ready question for it. Is, though, where's Dia? Thank God Cheon can take time out of her busy Dia schedule for the comeback they're supposed to have in January to be with Ily. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, that was like one the one rumor, and it just did not happen. Have not heard anything about that either. Like I haven't heard anything about. The, the, I don't know when they're going to come back. And all i got to say, too, about the IOI thing, it was literally awesome. It was really cool. I watched it with a couple people from the Discord, and it was so fun. But how hard was it to really do that? They were literally in a room or a studio, and they just kind of sat around, and like it was literally just like old buddies getting together and talking about the good old days. So that's essentially what it was, and they did like a couple things. But it wasn't some like big concert. It wasn't some like crazy. They were literally just sitting there talking. I don't know. It just made me think, like, why was this so hard to do all the other times when it was, like, a crazy rumor? And then they're like, no, we just can't do it, everyone, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I get everyone's busy, but, like, 
was it really that hard for them to talk for like a couple hours? Like, I don't know. Really, it was really cool though. It was awesome. Is disband Wacky Mecky, and they can just have the whole lineup back together again. Because I'm pretty sure they're the only active members that aren't in a group, or are in a group. Sorry, because Google doesn't have a group anymore. Her and uh, well, that means they'd have to do WJSN too. We don't want that. Not yet. Oh yeah, I forgot Yoon Jung was there. Yeah. Well, she can have time off. They have the subunit thing going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's not even been in any of the subunits. She hasn't done anything. They for had her. even freaking Pinky on a video call from China. So, I was like, how hard was it really for them to, like... I was like, you tell me they can't go on, like, one reality show or, like, do one performance? They can't make one appearance on Weekly Just Idol. Yeah, why not? And just go on there for a few hours. It just seems like it was... I mean, I'm sure it's just as it always is. It's always the company's call, but it didn't seem that difficult to me. Mina wasn't there, but other than that, literally every single person was there. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird. That was, like, more people there than when IOI even was, was an actual group. So... Really, we couldn't do it. I mean, it was great. That's why I was like kind of mad because it was so awesome to see them. So I was like, why couldn't we do this more? It's kind of funny because I was actually thinking since Cheon was out, you know how they had the little reunion thing at the end of Produce 48, which we didn't watch yet? Yeah. And it like showed all the members of IOI mm-hmm. and all the members of 101. Yeah. Um, Cheon was there for that and she's there for here. So this is like more things she's been a part of for IOI than when she was actually part of IOI. Yeah. She was I like don't, she... gone after the first song was made. Yeah. The first like, month is over, she was gone. She's never there. And then they had like the, the, the subunit, which, I mean, a lot of the members weren't there. And here they are all talking together. I'm like, dude, why couldn't we do this more? It just kind of blew my mind. But it was happy to see. I was really happy to see IY. It made me, re- made me realize, I was like, I actually really like these girls like a lot. Like they were, they were really fun. One of the groups that like got me into K-pop. So it was cool. I don't know what's up with the companies, but... Uh, yeah, that was my spiel for the day because that like kind of made me annoyed, but whatever. I don't get it. I don't either. But perfect segue because now that we talk about IOI coming together, we have to talk about Eyes One being apart because this is the first episode we've recorded where they're not a group anymore because they officially disbanded at the end of April, which was what's the day? Was six day, five days ago, and forty nine minutes. So, they're not a group, and we always said that we were going to do an episode about them after they disbanded, because, kind of like the IOI, when we talk about the groups that went into after, mm-hmm. they, like, produced 101, IOI, I was over, that's how, like, you know, all the groups became, you know, what they are. Yeah. But now, since we didn't have a chance to do that with IOI, because obviously they were disbanded before we started this, we're going to talk about... It's kind of like going to be like a, a mix between like kind of like a rabbit hole episode on them to talk about them, but also give our opinions and where we think they're going to be at and what's going to happen with them in the future. Yeah. Because right now nothing's been announced. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So no, we're gonna this, like, is, this is fresh. Yeah. So we're going to do like how we do, but instead of talking about the group and listing all their, you know, songs and all that and stuff, we'll do that next week. This week we're going to talk about the backstory about Produce 48 and what happened for all those people who... Weren't around for our first like six episodes, but that's all we talked about was produced for. This is literally the base of the podcast. This is like the full circle. This is like whole. It really is. Um, like honestly, if we disbanded, it would be appropriate. This would be the most appropriate time because maybe we'll just do this part and just never come back. This, maybe this, this will be it. This could be. It could be all over. But we do gonna, have to wait for the black though. Just true. That's so we'll cut that part out. We're gonna talk about 
we're going to kind of speculate what we think is going to happen, and then we can look back on it and see how accurate we were about what was going on here, you know, when it actually happens. My favorite thing, well, I'm really just thinking of the, not draft, the bracket, yeah. is uh, trying to predict things and seeing how we do. Yeah. So, so let's do it. We're going to do that, and then next week we'll do an episode where we actually talk about, you know, like when they came out and like their songs and all that stuff like we normally do. But we'll get into that next week. This is going to be a kind of like a backwards thing. Cause yeah, I know. We talk about that first, and then we talk about each individual member. But God, we're going to talk about each individual member for each individual member first, and then we'll talk about the other stuff next week. Yeah, and it's only appropriate, too, for... I'm just making the rest of the show for the rest of the year about Eyes One. Well, I mean, why not? We made the first... Yeah, like you said, what, six? Maybe more? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. But uh, the episode we did it was all about it was all about happen eventually. It was all about Eyes One Man. That was the that is the foundation of this podcast. So they get however many episodes they want. It really is. I was like so many of our first episodes were just about Produce Forty Eight. Literally just yeah, and it wasn't even like about Eyes One yet. It was Produce Forty Eight and then Eyes One. I feel like the more I talk about this, more I'm just gonna cry on the inside. Can I just have another spiel real quick? Um, Can we just put the piano version of No Neko at the end of the episode? Absolutely not. (laughs) Man, was just that just the, was that their disbandment song? I don't, dude. Gosh. They were go- They did nothing for a month. So what? What was technically their disbandment song then? They like, didn't have a disbandment like, song. Their disbandment well, was, like, the end was of the, the concert. What was the last actual song they came out with? Dun Dun Dance, or was that the like the Pepsi song? <laughs> that's the disbandment song. Thanks, so you. <sighs> and Dun Dun Dance. Speaking of, oh my girls Dun-dun coming Dun-dun back. Not, yeah, see, that. I'm all confused because oh my girls stole the dude. I'm Oh, my girl's looking awesome. Yeah, that's another... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. This is sad times you. now. Sacrificing Eyes 1 brought everyone else back. It really Literally did. like Tony Stark dying. And uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm just mad that they didn't do anything for a whole month. I thought they'd have a song. I thought they'd at least have a, a comeback sad. song that was like super sad, like Downpour or When the Cherry Blossoms Fade <laughs> or something. They should. I mean, why wouldn't they? What were they doing for a month? Nothing. I guess apparently. just like cleaning the. I saw some random videos of like Eugen dancing to like Unnatural with. Yeah, she friends. was like hosting something. I or, like Yunbi and stuff were like randomly doing stuff, but like I don't know. It's. I guess they're just cleaning up. Like, uh, the last day's April 30th, but we're having a concert one month early, and then they're not doing anything for a month. And next thing you know, the Japanese members are leaving and they have pictures of them crying at the airport. Yeah, that was, was probably like, the hardest moment I got hit with that. That sucked. It was just really stupid that even with the concert, I feel like. A disbandment, especially of a group of eyes one, you like really need to make it like, I don't know, because they were just like, oh, we're having a concert, and then they had the concert, and then everyone kind of watched the concert and was like, wait, this is it? Like, I feel like you should kind of know this is it before, like, obviously you know they're going to disband, but like, say at the concert, or have a song a month later and be like, this is it, so you like know... Win the actual moment, not just like, oh, cool, a concert. Oh, wait, it's over now. Like, I honestly thought at the concert, at the end of it, they were going to announce like one last comeback. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, they're just like, nope, we're done. That just is another girl's cry. I just and feel like, off. to me, to me, like that just does not seem the right way to like handle it, you know? I don't know, it's dumb. Like, you got to think of somewhat of the fans, like, obviously. especially for a group like Eyes One. They're yeah. huge, they're super popular. Exactly. That's why it just, I have all their albums, literally, in every color, every <laughs> single one. And there's lots of colors. Colorized. I have an album that was supposed to be signed that wasn't. So that's how you know it's real. Man. Thanks, M-Wave. <laughs> I don't know, but here we go. We can talk about it here. So, like I said, for those of you who did not listen to our first like month and a half of episodes, <laughs> we talked about Produce 48 a lot. Um, 
And Eyes One was a 12-member group formed on that reality elimination show, which, you know, they go on, they get voted, like Produce 101, 16, Idol School, any of those any of those shows. Um, and it was hosted by CJ, E&M, and MNET. So that's who put on the whole program. Um, and this one was different because it had members from AKB, which is like a Japanese group, come over to participate with... The Korean trainees, which is why it was called Produce 48. Produced from the Produce series and 48 for AKB 48. It's supposed to be like a whole worldwide phenomenon, which I never understood either. Crazy. There's only two places. It's not worldwide, but whatever. Yeah, and they only um, had three people, so I guess the contestants were more. And they debuted as a group on October 29th, 2018, which is a long time ago. That's so long ago. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was a while ago, but man. That is a long time ago. I remember the debut. Yep, debuted. And I rem- I do too, because I remember I hated him for a very long time. I hate to say it, but you did. Oh, I, <laughs> I hated him for a long you, time. You've owned up to it on this show. I'll never, so. that's my biggest regret in life. I, I mean, I will say, you have, you have 100% owned up to it uh, many a time over, so it's okay. It's rough out here. It's okay. Especially now that they're literally not around. And we started <laughs> listening to him and getting into him about, I'd say, a year or so afterwards. Because that's when we started watching the produce, or I started watching Produce 48 and told mm-hmm. you about it. Um, but yeah, so Produce 48, we've still never watched the last episode of Produce 48. Maybe that will be a whole two-part episode too, because that's a long... Uh, yeah, those are long episodes. But we've never seen it. I remember... I've seen I, I never. Yeah, I never watched any of the show when it was going on. I didn't know any of the people... But I remember watching the video for Lavi and Rose, and I remember putting it on my playlist and thinking it was pretty good. Like, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But other than that, it was like... Uh, I did listen to it when it came out. The main reason I listened to it when it came out was because of the whole CLC controversy thing. For people who don't know, I'm a huge CLC fan. And that's the reason I wanted to check it out, was to see what it was about, because it was supposed to be for CLC, then they sold it to... Uh, Whoever was the company. Yeah, I don't even technically know who they would have sold to. That was like the craziest story ever. Because I, I, rem- I remember like hearing the song. And I was like, this is a pretty cool song. And this group, like they seem cool, whatever. Like it's on my playlist now. And I was like, it. And then you started sending me the stuff of like videos of CLC, like singing it in the studio. And blah, blah. I was like, whoa, this is like a deep conspiracy. Like, And then it was like, yeah, they sold CLC's song that they were literally done with two eyes one. And then... Fast forward to like what a few months ago when Elkie left CLC and left Cube. Yeah, and she wrote the whole letter saying about how because before I'm like okay maybe you know they had it like ready and they just didn't like do anything with it because you know they no. haven't got that far. But Elkie came out and said that there was like a whole comeback ready to happen, and then at the last minute they sold it and they just scrapped the whole comeback. She said it was now. literally like everything was good to go. Like that choreo, they, it was did, like, they had like video, they did, had... Didn't she say they took pictures for yeah, it or something? Yeah, they everything. Like, they, it was obviously sung and like done as like a song. It wasn't like, oh yeah, we were, you know, put some stuff, some bars down in the studio, we're gonna go film a video for it. No. It was like 100% done, a comeback ready to happen. And then they sold it and that's why we didn't get anything for like a year after uh, Black Yeah, Dress because they put all the work in and then it was just gone. So yeah. it was like, it's not like they could just come out with something else. Like they did all this and then it was gone and... I mean, I don't blame her for being really mad, you know. It, 
That was really weird. That was a crazy story. That was like one of the craziest like stories. Because I, I remember, like I said, they were talking about it. I'm like, okay, you know, they have a little bit of recorded. Sure, you have it like dance clips, and I never really knew how far in it they were until yeah, was, Elkie said it a couple months ago, and I was like, oh shit, it was like, literally done. It was like a whole. That'd be like, like oh, get hyped up for this. Oh my girl, comeback, and they dropped all these teasers and everything. And then the last day, they're like, nope. And it's like, whatever happened to that? Like, where'd they go? And then some other group just like has done done dance. Yeah, it's weird. No, it was it was really weird. Uh, I remember when TLC was posting the teaser images, especially since it was like, uh, yeah, and it was like them with like red roses everywhere. Yeah. People were like, yep. oh, they're getting ready for a comeback, like, yep. and then they're just like everything's not even on the Instagram, and they like delete all of it. Like, uh, of course, it was Cube, and of course, it was uh, CLC. I just thought it was like crazy that it, like I was like, of course, it's a CLC. Why don't we sell an idol song? Come on, and well, yeah, just sell this new girl groups song already. First off, just, speaking of Produce Forty Eight, yeah. Go support Sunlight, because Chowan and a couple other girls from Produce 48 are in it. And I've been waiting for Chowan to debut for a while. Their so. teaser came out the day after Eyes 1-2. I was like, man, everyone's just, everyone's doing something now. And the budget for their teaser was more money than CLC's had in any of their comebacks ever. I would honestly like to see those numbers added up, because I believe it. That, uh, let me just tell you, if you don't like, uh, what's it called? Not uh, Not virtual reality. What is it? CGI. So yeah, if you don't like CGI, you're gonna hate this group because it was crazy. It yeah. looked really crazy and it looked really well produced and a lot of money put into it. And I was like, dang, I remember the CLC uh, me days. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, Lave and Rose. That was their like debut song. We'll talk about that more next week. But I remember checking it out because of the CLC thing, and I remember listening. Like, wow, this is pretty good. But I hate them, and I'm not gonna listen to it. I never put it on my playlist. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of bad blood going on for a while there. I remember it, and um, I remember just like not really caring. I I remember thinking it was really stupid that CLC didn't get a song and it didn't make sense. But I just didn't know anything about Eisen, so I was like, oh well, like I don't care about these people, especially that they're stealing CLC songs. So like whatever, like I was we're like, yeah, super hardcore CLC fans over here. I got CLC. We just like fans. want them to do well. It's like. I don't, I don't know. know. We just want them to do well and do something. So the fact that something was taken away from them. And and, then, and I know, like, obviously, different circumstances because completely different groups, a debut, Produce 48, CLC, whatever. Lavian Rose was an absolutely huge song. So And like, they won a bunch of awards. Like, okay, like, sure. I'm awards. sure people would be like, oh, well, you don't know if CLC would. Yeah, we don't know if they would have won all the awards. But, like. I mean, I'm pretty sure whatever Eyes One came out with, they would have won awards. Yeah, for. exactly. But just the fact Eyes, it would like, happen to be the CLC song that they took for their comeback. Doesn't make it feel any better. Exactly. I'm like, this should have been our win. But apparently, everyone felt super bad because the next comeback, we all did pity votes. Got those so two wins. Hey, they, scoreboard. They beat that one solo guy at the one time. And then they actually beat Then they beat like Dreamcatcher and Cherry Bowl or something. Yeah, I mean, that was. Got those <sighs> two wins, so. Counter. It is. It is. A it is frustrating. Win, it's frustrating. And I'm sure that, like, happens in the industry and we don't know, but this one we did know. And, like, we know the extent of it, so. I know they say that it happens all the time, but I'm pretty sure when they sell the songs to other people, they don't have whole comebacks completely ready. Yeah, and they're not just like, hey, you'll see, forget you guys, uh, they're doing it. Because I have heard of where some groups have got songs, like, made by producers and they didn't fit them. Yeah. So they gave it to somebody else. And that makes sense. But it wasn't like twice had Dance the Night Away 100% done. And then like, nope, we're not doing it. Here, go get a like, DIA. Okay, <laughs> here, yeah, here. Oh, man, that'd be fun. Actually, uh, that'd be sweet. I'd love to see but, that. But, uh, yeah, that that was just the one instance where it was just like really deep and like already finished. And If I'm wrong, K-pop producers out there that are listening. We'll get you on the podcast. Or uh, the guy who's in charge of Cube hit me up. 
Man, I don't know, man. Can I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be having this episode for CLC shortly. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, okay. So enough of that. We talked about that. That because that's like the main way I found out about Eyes One and what was going on with Eyes One, right? Um. Then fast forward, I didn't care about him for a long time. Fast forward like a year or so later, and I found that random video we watched. It wasn't even about Eyes One. It was like things that make me forget Produce 48 is not a thing anymore. Remember? We were like mm-hmm. watching like weekly idols in like in my brother's room. Because yeah. like, this is when I still lived up north. So we were watching it there and I was like, we should check this out. This looks kind of funny. Because it was like the one girl is Chiori on the front like making like a rubber duck face. Mm-hmm. And we watched that. And while we were watching it, I was thinking to myself, wow, this looks like the most fun thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, this yeah. is crazy. Um, and then from that, I went home that night. And I, th- I, was like, I don't think it was that night, but maybe the next day. I looked up. Like, episode one, English subs produced 48. Yeah. And it was on YouTube, but it was in, like, 38 parts, you know? And I remember I stayed up till 5 in the morning watching every part of it. And I remember watching it, and I messaged you. like, dude, produced 48 is freaking awesome. Like, yeah. Why have I never watched this before? And it wasn't even the elimination part yet. It was them doing, like, their little... Yeah, it was the start. Yeah, it was, like, the very beginning. They were doing, like, their evaluations to see, you know, like, where they're at to get A through F or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I kid you not, I think I've said this before... I've watched episode one of Produce 48 because I loved it so much. I watched it every single day for probably like two months straight. Dude. Never even watched the other episodes. Just watched episode one. <laughs> and I watched him do all their performances. It's uh, so cool. And then I told him about it. And then I, when we came up here, I'm like, dude, you need to check this out. So we watched it because we found it on like, I don't know, like K-Show 1, 2, 3 or something, you know? Yeah. And then we would watch episode after episode after episode. And they're like two and a half, three hours long. They're so long. And we watched like three, four episodes in like a night. We would go all through the night into the early morning. I remember just multiple times we would watch it out in your living room here. And we'd move the couch. And we would so take the it. family couch and move it from the wall, carrying it, and put it in front and just plop down there and, like, get whatever food, I don't know, whatever we were eating or drinking, and just, like, turn on Produce 48. And you just watch and it And we would just hours. watch it. And it was so long, but it was, like, so intriguing and... We were into it. Obviously, we knew what was going to happen, but like, dude, even though we knew so, like it's the so outcome, dramatic, we were like watching it, and I even knew who was going to make it, and I'm just like, I don't know if they're going to make it. Like, Especially in the group performances, the grades and everything, it's so like stressful and dramatic. The editing of that show is just so crazy. That is like the actual definition of the devil's editing. Yeah, it's just like there's so many times when I'm like, what's going to happen, and then like you know, it it turns out all good in the end. But man. Or with uh, what's her name getting super mad at everyone? Oh, begging Judge. Yeah, that's just, like my favorite. Just being a, a star-studded cast of uh, judges too. It was really great. It was just really entertaining. Really my entertaining favorite thing, show. Like I've also said this before, is I was not an Eyes One stan. I stand Produce Forty Eight and all the girls that were trainees on Produce Forty Eight. Like I love Produce Forty Eight and watching all the different people. You know, all the trainees, all the AKB girls, everybody. And I, like, knew all of them before I even knew the 12 members that were in Eyes 1. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just love Produce 48. I loved it so much. I watched all... I, I swear when we would talk, that's, like, literally all I talked about was Produce 48 all the time. Because um, I watched a bunch of it. That's what I did. I just lived by myself and I watched a bunch of Produce 48. It was great. It made me really upset, even though I don't know if my heart could have really taken it. it made me really upset that um, I didn't watch... From, like, when it was actually going on. Which I don't know how I would have handled that, to be honest. Like, watching it, 
like not live, but knowing what's wh- gonna happen too, I was like, yeah, oh, it shit. was still like heart wrenching and t- like hard to watch almost because you just were so stressed out. Um, and I always was like, man, I just want another one so I can like actually keep track and watch it. And then like, of course, we're like that does. There's no more. But man, it was it was just so fun. It was just so fun to watch. So entertaining. Everyone on the show was good. Like everyone on the show was like talented especially when they started to get into the evaluations like and there's the like so many performances where i'm like is this not like a group ready oh, to debut we we used to watch the individual or well, the individual like group team whatever face-off performances all the time like though and those songs were sick like those songs were amazing too they'd be groups if they're groups we would stand there and there's like so many members or i guess not members there's so many trainees that were like didn't make it, but I like grew so attached to him through the whole show. Yeah, and I was like so sad because I knew they weren't going to make it. Yeah, and part of the reason why I've never watched the last episode is because I'm just not ready to be that sad to see everybody get picked. Yeah, especially right now since Eisen just left. Like it's it's just not time to watch. That's too dark of a place to go. And we've put that off for over a year, probably about. Go two years now. It's been a while. Probably never, a year and a half at least. And I've never watched it. But we have watched all the other ones every second. So Yeah, I've watched. I remember when I'd be like waiting to come back up here and watch episodes. So I wouldn't watch ahead. Once I got up to like where I was caught up at like episode three. Yeah. I showed them to you. Then I like stopped watching them and I'd watch when I was with you. But I'd just keep rewatching the other episodes over and over and over It's just like a, a weekly weekend thing. Is you would come and we would just power through hours and hours of Produce 48. Yeah, it's the best. It was really fun. I really, really, really liked it. But it was just fun. Like I can't imagine. I mean, I guess we t- we don't have anything like that here. But that would have been a really fun show to watch when it was happening. It would have. And just be like, oh, especially when the people who got to go to the group performances and like they, you have like your little favorite person. Yeah. And they could have well, they in like got, live they voting, got to, like, like vote, vote and for stuff people too. But it's just a it's just a really great show. Really awesome concept. I love Produce 48. We ever watched the boy ones, but I don't know how any of those, like, this whole show overall would have beat that. I mean, I guess that's just, like, to each their own pr- perspective. Man, Produce 48 was so good. But that's I, that's where Eyes One came from, is Produce 48. Yeah. Also, if you want to go hear any more about it, since we only have so much time for an episode, you can go back and listen to some of our first... I think we literally, we literally just like recap the episodes. So. Yeah, we like did like episode. We recaps. should do that again. <laughs> we should I mean, next I'd, round. Let's just do Produce Forty Eight, uh, and then this time we might maybe we'll actually. Finish. I just want to rewatch every single episode and just do live reactions to every episode. Oh, let's just not even finish it again. <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, man. I I don't know, but that's where they came from. Produce Forty Eight. It was like one of my. I think I've said on other episodes, but it's like one of my favorite things in the entire world. Like it was like it made me so happy just watching Produce Forty Eight. It's the best. Uh, so there's 12 members from that group, and obviously they're all from different companies because that's how the show works. Uh, disclaimer, we do know that it was all rigged now. We've found that out. We all, know. All I mean, we know, and... It doesn't matter. It's I don't not care. like... Yeah, it's not like it changes anything. Like, if they... If I what? if I found out it was rigged and who's supposed well I think we did actually didn't they put out a thing about who got gypped? They were like they were like the ones they didn't say who wouldn't have like who wasn't supposed to be in the final group 
Yeah, sort of. But they said who were the two that should have been there, but they didn't say the two that who should have been out. And the two that they said, I wasn't really surprised because I thought the no, whole we time absolutely knew, and we said it before. Like we knew before it was even official knowledge. We're like, yeah. And then like it came out that every single produce group was like that, and we're like, well, oh, okay, uh, like well, clearly doesn't even matter for one on one in IOI. They're not around anymore, and like it does not. And now them no for one me. is. So no, it doesn't change anything for me either. Look at the success that they had. So and if. Honestly, so I know the two members that should have been in the group, and I feel like from when we were watching it, it had earlier episodes because we complained about it that there weren't. But there's nobody in Eyes when I take out and put them in for. No, I don't think that because this is Eyes one. Cho- this is Choan's debuting, and like Khan does her own solo stuff. I could like I absolutely adored Khan. Oh, so she's much. one of my favorite idols. She's still one of my favorite idols. But like I could not see her in Eyes one. Yeah, no, I just couldn't, and like. Unfortunately, that was the mindset of like the companies and all that too. Like, so it worked against her, which sucks. But whoever rigged it, to that, is, job that is that is yeah, exactly. That's what we've always said. So yeah, we know what happened. We're gonna enjoy the group for the greatness that they are, and so did a lot of people because guess what? They were worldly popular. Because so, uh, for people who don't know, I know you're probably gonna say something about it, but we are we know. we do know, it's not obviously. Like, but we're gonna focus on. It's not like a secret. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know. But it is what 12 it is. member group that had Yoonbi from Wulim Entertainment, who uh, was popular for like having, um, I think it was either, was it Infinite or was it Beast? It's a boy group. I don't remember. I'll look it up in a second. But they have Lovelies. Like that's their main group yeah. from Wulim Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Who do they have? I don't know. I know it's either Infinite or Beast. I'm going to go with Beast. Let's look it up real fast. I don't know. But yeah, they has the chaser though. It's true. I love that song. Oh, they actually have a couple groups now. Man, things sure have changed over the years. <laughs> they have Infinite, you... Golden Child, Rocket Punch, and Drippin. All right, so, so I was wrong. Groups. But they do have. They did have Infinite. Yep, and Lovelies. That's like their main one. And then Haiwan was from 8D Creative, which I don't really think has anybody except for her. And then I looked it up. And Yetta is from Yuha Entertainment, which is like a company that works with foreign idols. Because that's where um, Yearn is from in Everglow. It's Chinese company, yeah. I think I saw somewhere that they... They have like a partnership they like, with some group, like some companies. I think they have a partnership with uh, WJSN, and I'm like, I think they kind of manage the, the Chinese members. Because I know that they're makes sense. with... Let's see. Yusha? I just know. Because I mean, no they've idea. got a bunch of notable Yeah, ones. yeah. I have no idea how to say it. Like, Suni, Miki, yeah. Songso, they're all from there. Just pretty much if you're a Chinese idol. Yeah. Which, that, like, makes sense. They're co managers of uh, Cosmic Girls with uh, Starship Entertainment. Yeah. And Everglow. Yep. So they dip their foot in, like, so it gets like a partnership. China, yeah, just. You got Chinese members, we'll take care of them over here. That's yeah. what I assume they do. Kind of, yeah. They're on, like, loan. <laughs> Seriously, like, soccer player. Um, che Yan is from WM Entertainment, who's famous for having uh, Oh My Girl. Yep. Che Wan is from Wulim Entertainment with UNB. And Osh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why I didn't think of it. Must Maybe it's because it's late. I don't know. I was it like, oh, late. I was surprised at Rocket Punch. But then I forgot the other two trainees they went to the show with were in Rocket Punch. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah, they performed with them. So look at right. that, two people that went to Eyes 1 and two people in Rocket Punch. Look so. at Rocket. And they're coming back, aren't they? Yeah. Actually, Rocket, shout out to Arsis because Rocket Punch Rocket is coming Punch. back too. I always get them and the one other group. 
Rocky Punch, Cherry, Cherry Bullet. Yep, those two I just get. They did kind of come out around the wrong same time. But they had um, Soe and Suyun. They're the ones that went there. And then they also have uh, Jury. She was an AKB. Then after she graduated, she came and joined. Oh, Rocky yeah, yeah, Punch. yeah. Um, Minju's from Urban Works. They're more of like a talent agency than they are like an I entertainment agency. I thought that they're agency. like a clothing sports yeah, drink it's like company. A, it's like, like a weird... I'm not really sure how they even, like how that happened, but I mean, yeah, I don't good know, for either. them. And then you have Nako and Sakura, who are both from HKT48, which is like a part of AKB48. Mm-hmm. Hitomi is actually in AKB48. Yuri's from Stone Music, who if you don't know, they're the ones that made Idol School and have like Promise 9, and then they... Later, Promise Nine went to this record label that also was with Eyes, one called Off the Road Records. Yeah. But they're originally from Stone Music. Yep. Then you have Eugen and Wan Young, who are both from Starship Entertainment. Oh, boy. I know, right? Oh, boy. What a future. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's your 12 members of um, Eyes One. And then the fandom name is Wise One, which I am an official member of. You are. You have a card. I am an official, official member of the Wise One the fan ones. club. And that was the last one you could have possibly done, so good job. Yeah, I know, right? Got my name on That's it. That's like, yeah, it's legit history now. Did I tell you? I was like looking at it, and there's like a code on, like a little number thing, like an ID thing on it. I'm like, whoa, what are these numbers? They must represent something. And it's just my birthday. <laughs> Dude, that's it's a super secret. I was like, code. oh my gosh, what is this? I got my name, and I got my own like member number, 072291. I'm like thinking, like, oh, this is my birthday. Oh, man. Revelation. That was like the code to get into the where I work at, at 1450. It's, 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 uh, 0541 and I always had to look at the screenshot that somebody sent me what it was to get in and someone was like yeah it's 1450 backwards I was like oh my gosh it is <laughs> it took me like three months to do that dude that'd be me I'd be like oh man I was legit oh, I always forget what it is and I look at the screenshot and then I was like they're like it's 1450 backwards I was like oh, oh my gosh that's crazy magic but uh, yes you are official wise one and you have the card so are you part of any I'm, I'm in itsy yeah I have a digital card um, I have no idea when my actual my thing it just says like it's preparing to ship Speaking so of. i should be getting my official stuff eventually but i am i've been a midzy for the day it came out where's my freaking ujung yeah exactly I, ordered just, that, I looked at my receipt i ordered that thing back in freaking january <laughs> dude yeah i have no idea I, every time i check it just says preparing to ship so but i'm an official member of the wsn uh, fan club because you know the cheshire one doesn't exist the cheshire so. one had a Two minute opening one time in like 2016, I think, and that's the only time you could have entered. And he tried to get it for me. And he, he no, just, it was it was sold out. It was sold out. But yeah, how do you sell out of something that's not even like a? I don't know. That's like saying you sold out of movie tickets. Like it's like I don't know. The movie once tickets, again, man. once again, Cube. It just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I'm I'm a midzy. I want to get my cart. It's the only thing I care about. But hopefully, eventually, it'll get here when your WJSN. Gosh, get here. hopefully. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the members we got here. So first off, we have Kwon Yoon B, and she finished number seven overall out of the twelve girls. She's a leader, main dancer, and lead vocal. She's born September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five. She debuted in twenty fourteen in a group called Yea under the name Kazoo. I remember we talked about this before. And Not a great like, stage name. I was like, wow, that's the worst name ever. Not a great name, but I have seen a couple dancing clips of her with her short pink hair, and let me tell you. That kazoo. Wow. Indeed. Kazoo. Indeed. <laughs> that's, the only way to pr- that's the only way to describe it. Gosh, kazoo. that's dreadful. Um, her official color is purple, also known as embroidered starlight. Ooh. 
Didn't know that. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Um, the Wulam trainees call her the mother because of her good leadership skills, which is true. Because I remember in Produce 48, she like packed a bunch of like Band-Aids and all kinds of stuff for all the girls in Wulam. Because, uh, you know, to keep them safe during their travels in Produce 48, I guess. Keep them safe from their fights with, uh, who was their rival in the show? WM. Oh, man. Those are some battles. It is. Um, she was also in a dance group called Play and used to be a backup dancer for Lovelies. Now, I always have an inner struggle in my life between Haiwan and Yoon and who is my favorite person in the group. It's just a coin toss all the time. But yeah. Hopefully, Yoon goes and does other things. She used to be my favorite person ever. I love Yoon She's like one of my favorite members. You, I feel like you liked Yoon more at first than... You liked Haiwan at first. I think Yumbi, I think if we talk, go back and listen, I think she's like the first person I ever brought up about Eyes One. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, I feel like, I'm not going to say you didn't like Haiwan, but we kind of poked fun just because she kind of was just there for a little while. So She really grew on me after watching a bunch of like the, yeah. the reality shows mm-hmm. and like the wink wink we talked earlier about. There's a couple of members we didn't think were going to be in the group and she's definitely one of them I wouldn't think would have been in the group. But, Just a safe bet, yeah. I don't disagree. And we talked about it before in other episodes, but she really grew on me later on after watching like reality shows yeah. and Weekly Idol and just random... I watched a ton of Eiswin videos. Yeah. But she's just like really funny and really goofy. That's why I liked her so much. But Yumbi's built different. And Yumbi is... Uh, she's got the awesome leader mom vibes and she's like close to her age. So And I did say that my... Always represent. I will say my... my Bias records and groups are always the ones that have like the mom vibes of the group. That's like that's definitely UMB. Also, uh, fun fact: whenever I see like sad idols and stuff, it's not the best. But I cannot stand seeing UMB cry. It yeah. like makes me so sad. Yeah, she's just such like a proud person. And whenever anybody says anything to her, she's never like, "Oh yeah, you know, you know." They will say something like, "Oh yeah, I'll do better," or you know, "I'll try," you know. Yeah. To work on this and this. She literally just talks about how much she failed the group and how she didn't do good enough, and that's the reason why things are happening. And I'm like, shut up. It's really sad. It's really sad. Like, even with, like, the disbandment stuff, you're like, dude, you know it's not, like, your fault. Like, Oh, she thinks everything's her fault because she's the leader every single time, and she's just, like, super sad. I guess that's how they're just, like, kind of, like, that's just how it is. Um, her last um, Eyes One Mail letter that they put out, they translated it to English, and it was, like, the saddest thing I've ever it seen in my entire life. <laughs> It really was. That's why I like can't. I was like, oh man, I don't know. But it that's sucks. like, that's you like, know, you know, she's taking it hard. That's like the one thing I cannot stand. Yumi crying. It like makes me so sad on the inside. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Yumi's awesome. She's also like five foot two, which always blows my mind because she doesn't look like she'd be five foot two. She looks like she'd be way taller than that. She's short. Um. But for the most important part, what are they gonna do next? What do you think Yumi's gonna do next? I personally... You, you go first. I don't think she's going to be in another group. Because she's she's not old, but in the idol world, she's on the older side of... It's a tough spot. And right now, they have Rocket Punch, which we'll talk about with another member later. But I can't see her debuting with another group since they just have Rocket Punch to debut a little bit ago and they still have Lovelies. Because as people know, most companies have like one senior group and a junior group. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. Um, like... Jedi's and Star Wars, you know, there's always the the master, the master and the, the pupil. Yep. Um, but I was talking about this in the chat the other day. I think she's got a good chance of maybe doing some solo stuff, but I could definitely see her getting more into 
you know, because she does a lot of modeling, a lot of like photo shoots and commercials and stuff. And she'll probably get, I think she'll probably get into doing some acting. Cause she's been in a couple like uh, smaller acting roles and she'll probably go that way. I don't, I don't think she's going to be in another group. I think this is it. Yeah, I, I agree, especially with that's kind of like the next step of the. Because it's really the, what you want to get to. The idols. Yeah, the idols that are, you know, a little like kind of. I don't know. I just hate saying older because they're literally not old at all. It's just like it's, relative, more it's relative to what you're talking about. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's definitely the next step is like the acting. So I think that's what you do. In a perfect world, if I like said what I wanted, um, her and Chewan would be a duo and just actually be not just like a one time thing. They yeah. would be a duo and just debut as a team. Just them two. But. I think you're right. She'll be a model and an actress. I imagine what she's going to do is a lot like what Sejong's doing now. Yeah. Like, she might, like, do some commercials, do, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But she might put out, like, a solo song or an OST or something. But I I think her days is being, like, an idol in a group. Yeah, I think yeah. they're done. Which, I mean, like, that's how it is, so. Which is sad because she waited a long time to be in a group. It was. She had a good run. She's a great leader. Five years, she'll be able to be the leader of the Eyes One reunion. Oh my gosh, if it takes them that long. Hopefully. They're literally in a room talking. It's going to piss me off even more. I don't so. know. I'm just waiting. I it told you. So I'm dumb. waiting for her to be a solo artist or a solo something. She can just be my favorite artist of all time. I guess this goes for literally every member. Well, especially for Yumbi. Because Yumbi is probably my second favorite member. I just really hope she does something so we can like see her like yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, definitely her and some dramas would be great. We're I'm, sure she'll, I'm sure she'll be in some type she's, of acting role. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. Or maybe she'll be like put as a host of like a show or something like that. You know, That'd like be a, incredible. I would, as long as she's around doing something, that's really what I want to say. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think you're right. I think acting will be the next step because it is. Um, up next, we got Miyawaki Sakura. She's a... Finished number two overall. She's a sub-vocal, sub-rapper visual. Um, she was born March 19th, 1998. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Because I only put like the end of it. But since she was born on the 19th, it looks like this is 1998. Makes sense. Her official color is pink or cherry blossom pink. That's cool. Good she color. trained for six years and 11 months. She debuted in 2011 in HKT48. Gotta Jeez. flip my notes. Her, she had a concurrent position in AKB48's A-Team from February 24th to December 2017. I'll be honest, I don't know much about AKB48 outside like basic stuff, but that sounds it's, pretty impressive. It's like, I don't know that much either, but from what I do know, it's just the most wild thing of all time. And you that, think if you're on A-Team, that means you're doing pretty good. Yeah, that sounds like you're on like the, the best squad, right? You think? It just like is a never-ending, ginormous girl group everywhere. I don't know, it's... She was also the sub-captain of HKT48 Team KIV, whatever that is. I don't know. Her hobbies include playing video games, and she even has her own YouTube gaming channel, which is true. She loves playing I've video seen games. I've videos, yes. Yes. She was a child actress. She sleeps with her eyes open, which we did see in what I saw in the... Um, well, I can't remember what the name of the show was. But they had like the their reality one. show, their yeah, eyes on reality what was it show. Called? And they were like I think I saw that. I think I showed an episode yeah. too. And they like were sleeping. It's she like sleeps with her eyes open. It's really creepy. She's a huge rebel love and her bias is Irene. We do know that for a fact. Because when she was packing to move into the dorm for Eyes One, she um Eyes One Shoe. That's what it was. That's what it was. Uh her first thing she packed was her Irene fan and her uh red velvet light stick. She had her uh light stick, yeah. And then there's one show she was in where she was like gonna do a cooking thing or something, 
And she got to meet Wendy and dance with Wendy, and it was like the she was like so excited. Those crazy. are always just she the, fangirled so hard. Those are always <laughs> the best moments of when idols meet their idols. And she's also been in a lot of Japanese dramas and shows, and she's also known as the father of the group. That makes sense. I know, right? <laughs> Her and Yumbi makes sense. Okay, so what do you think Sakura's gonna do now? Uh just go back to Japan and be a rock star like she was before she left. Like, yeah, I don't think she's not gonna stay in Korea. No. I know that there was, well, she already left, but. I know there's a bunch of rumblings that, like, Big Hit or something, or who was it? Was it Big Hit or YG? Someone offered her, like, a contract to be an idol at their company. I don't cool. remember who it was, but I don't know if she's going to take it or not. But I would think it's a safe bet she's going to go back to AKB and take yeah. her spot as the top person. Because when she left, she was, like, one of the top two, three members of AKB, and there's, like, thousands of girls. Yeah. So, she'll which, be She'll be the number one now. Which, honestly, I think is a large portion of the reason why she even made it in the group to begin with. It was because she was so popular that they wanted to put the most popular member in the group so that way, you know, the Japanese fans would watch it and be, like... Yeah. Super into it. Like, oh, yeah, soccer. Like, you know, this is, like, you know, our pride and joy of AKB. Like, we're going to watch her in the eyes one. Nako... And Hitomi looked up to Sakura. Yeah, it's like, like she was almost like a like an inspiration <laughs> idol to them, and they were you know her and I, um, like the, yeah they all they looked up to them too as like their leaders and what they should be want to be like as and, idols you know so yeah I I mean Sakura could literally do whatever she wants she could probably make bank just from doing her video game channel. But I think she'll just go back home. Like, Especially picking up all the foreign fans she got in Korea. Yeah, she'll just she's go gonna home. She's going to be even more popular. And, and just, yeah, she's just going to be a rock star. Just like all the members there. But she especially will be a rock star in Japan. So because just go do your thing, girl. If you... um, Well, I don't know many people in here that have, are listening to this paid attention to anything that happened with AKB girls after they left Produce 48. But a lot of the girls that weren't as popular in their little regions after they left Produce 48 were all of a sudden like superstars. Yeah. Like they all got like brought up to the main roster. They all like center positions. They had their own little post Produce 48 AKB group that they did and toured around as. So, I mean, she's going to go back and she's going to be huge until she's, she graduates. She's just going to be like King Sakura. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, not sure who's going to dethrone her because Jarena just graduated. I don't know what the what the age is for that, but I assume soccer still un, like will have time to be the yeah, king of sure. Curtis 48 or AKB 48. Yeah, she's just going to go be the most popular person in Japan. That's That's what I think too. It's just her her and Godzilla duking it out for most famous citizens. She's going to so. be the pinky of Japan. Is what's Pretty gonna much. Be. And she deserves it, so of all, of all, like, the people... I mean, everyone will be okay, but, like, soccer's... Or, yeah, soccer's one, you're like, she's fine. Yeah, like, she'll be all right. She'll go do whatever and be fine. Um, Next up is Kang Haiwan, or Kwong Bay, who, ironically, was from uh, AT Creative, and she finished in eighth place. I didn't realize that until right now. Not bad. Um, but she's a lead rapper, sub-vocal, and a visual. She was born July 5th, 1999. Her one of her nicknames is the Innocent Rapper, which is a long story behind that, which is very funny. Because her whole well, I'll get to it in a second. Her official color is Kang Coral, which makes sense because her name's Kang. She's a former trainee at Music K and HYWI. I've never heard of either one of those. Um, she's known for her pure 
purity and innocent looks. She attended the same school as Yana, and they never met each other until after they got into Eyes One. <laughs> That's really weird. She almost debuted in a group called Day Day, which was later canceled. And she trained for nine months before debuting with Eyes One. Now, she's the innocent rapper because in Produce 48, she had to do uh, a cover with some other girls. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're called Snack. Of the Black Pink song. Oh, yeah. And she had to be the rapper because she was the only one that could do the rapping. First off, this whole group was a train wreck to begin with. They were all crying and all kinds of stuff before anything even happened. <sighs> Man. Um, but the glue that held them together was Kwong Bay and Cho On. So. Yeah. And they're like, all of them are like best friends. They like talk to each other all the time. Team Snack. But she had to be the rapper and she apologized to her family because she was known for her purity. But she had to be a rapper for the team. So she became known as the... Like, the innocent or pure rapper. Like, that's what... Yeah, she had to do, like... I forgot which part. Probably Lisa's part or something. Yep. She did really good. Oh, yeah. I remember it was, like, a huge... Yeah, it was, like, a huge underdog story for that group winning. And, like, everyone was so impressed with her rapping. This was, like, the 16 seed getting that upset over... This was a really low seed, let me tell you. But they worked very hard, and they did it. They did it. Um, So, I think... I think Hiwon will eventually be in another group. Because I remember before all this happened, like this was like a year or so ago. Because I remember thinking, they're getting ready for this a little early. Their company was like buying up contracts of some other girls that were in Produce 48 and getting yeah. a group ready for when she got out of Produce 48. Like they're like, okay, you know, like this is our mm-hmm. our roster. We're rounding out the roster, but we need our all-star to like carry yeah, yeah. us. Um, now, is that still happening? I don't know. Because that was a couple years ago. I haven't really heard anything about it since then. Uh, but I think for all the work they put in her doing what she's doing, I'm sure she'll get some like side stuff like modeling, acting, you know, whatever it is she does because, you know, she's a very attractive person. But I think she'll debut in a group eventually. I don't know how popular they'll be, but... I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was kind of a tough case with her because I just don't know that much about the company. I was thinking maybe she would try and just do, like, modeling. I mean, because, like, why not? She'd be really good at that. I I thought maybe she'd go, like, the acting route, too. Just because I don't know much about them trying to do anything with... I mean, she could definitely debut in another group. Like, I don't... I think she has a lot of time to still, like, be an idol in that kind of capacity. But I kind of thought maybe she would just... Like, I could totally see her on some, like, dramas and stuff. Uh... So, I don't know. It was tough. She was one of the, the tougher contestants to be like, yeah, this is what I think Haiwan's going to do. Because I really, like, don't know. Uh, like I said, I think I think eventually they'll pull together, especially given her popularity, and get some other group. Because here's the thing. There's groups that pop up all the time, and I'm just like, where do these girls come from? I've never yeah, heard of any of these yeah. people. Like, where, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah. And with all the other kind of free agent, you know, quote unquote, girls floating around, yeah. I'm sure they can pick up some people, throw in a group with her, even if it's like one song and they're not. I mean, they you know, should. Do, like, they Red should. Square. Yeah, they should. Or like, what's the other one that came out? Uh, they, uh. Secret Number or something? Yeah, that was somebody. Like, those are groups that who knows what they're doing. They could get their contracts bought up and debut with her as some other group. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like how Majors used to be a group. And then they just came out with somebody else. Or yeah. like um, Signature and Red Square used to be a group together. Then they came back as something yeah. else. Yeah. I definitely feel like she'll debut in another group somewhere. I just don't know how popular it'll be or like when I it'll hope be. It, but. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they do it sooner than later. I do definitely think she'll get some acting in commercials or something. 
That's what I, I was like. I feel like she would be really funny on some like commercials. I feel like she'd be hilarious. But I think she'll definitely end up doing something. Um, next up, we have Choi Yena. You're finishing fourth place. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's the main rapper, lead vocal, lead dancer. She was born September 29th, 1999. Her brother was actually a former member of the disbanded MVK group Speed. And his name is Choi Sungbin. Oh, that's cool. And we saw videos of Speed. So yeah. those videos we saw where her brother was. That's born. wild. I didn't know that. That's like the craziest stat of the day. I knew what that her brother. I knew her. Family. I knew her brother was in a group. I just couldn't remember which one. I it did was. not know that. I think that's crazy. That siblings. I mean, I guess for all like sports, anything they do like the same thing like professionally. Like that's pretty crazy. I, I remember one article that asked what it was like having another family member that was an idol and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, it's just normal. We know we hang out. We like fart on each other in the living room." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yenna just normal sibling uh, things. That's just Yenna's kind of filter right there. She's just. Free spirit. Just a bro hanging out with a dog, just, you know? Throwing out with my dogs. <laughs> free spirit. She attended the uh, Hanlin Multiple Arts School, like I said, with Haiwan, but they never knew each other, which is kind of weird. She was a trainee for three years and five months. Her official color is Yinlo, which is yellow for anybody who didn't know. She's known for being very bright and energetic. She's the happy virus of the group. She was also crowned the personal talent one queen on Weekly Idol, the most prestigious award. <laughs> she also was a childhood cancer survivor because when she was little, she was diagnosed with lymphoma and they didn't think she was going to live. Oh my she gosh, is. that's crazy. And she's also a former Polaris trainee. I don't know who that group is or that company is, but I feel like I've heard of it. Polaris? Yeah, I feel like I've heard of it I too. feel like that might be just a metalcore band I'm thinking of. They make uh, like jet skis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But dang, Yenna's got some crazy stats that I didn't know. I will say, info. I think the first other member that captivated me right off the bat was Yenna. Yenna was your first bias, but she's like definitely fits the type of bias as I have. It was like yeah. crazy, energetic, super yeah, like funny, loud all the time. Oh, legit happy virus is probably the best way to describe her. Yeah, like um, people say that in groups, and like they probably are, but like Yenna really is. Oh, <laughs> like uh, I know, like other members always have like that, like. Sung Yun from CLC is always like that. Yeah. Uh, Chi Yuan from From Us 9 is yeah. like that. Just like really funny, loud, energetic, jumping around. Those are like my Being main, goofy. Those are like my main like biases. I don't know why, but that's why I always pick is like usually my biases. And then my bias records are always like the moms of the group. Yeah. Don't know why. But where do you think Yenna's going to go in the future? I think Yenna is going to go in Everglow. I this, don't think there's any way that she's not going to go in Everglow. I think it's going to be this comeback. I was thinking about that too. Because <laughs> why not? They just disbanded Eyes 1, and guess what? Guess who had a teaser today or yesterday? I don't know. Everglow. And It's time. They're still coming back for like a little bit. There's like literally the no better time. You have to put her in Everglow now. I definitely don't think there's no, any way she's not going to be in Everglow. I think she's going to be in Everglow. She's like the right age. She's like fits the concept. Also... She fits the concept. She can absolutely... She's a great dancer, a great singer, great rapper. You know, she can be like that that bad girl vibe they've had lately or like... And that's what it sounded like it's going to be again. And not only that, but the members of the group that are in Everglow, like, trained with her. You know? It's not they like... have to know each other. It's not like being like, oh, yeah, like, Che Young trained at WM, but she, like, didn't train with the members of Oh My Girl, so she wouldn't be, you know... Exactly. ...associated with them. They literally trained with Yenna. Like they went to the show with her. They're like friends with her. Like she, uh, 
Yeah, because they were. Yeah, they were there with her. There, she's going to be in Everglow. It's going to be this comeback that we're going to have. In I also because why would you wait? I it also I was going to say why would you wait for another comeback when like, she's like it's like fresh meat, man. especially throw them in there. and it took Everglow a really long time. Yeah, they've been gone comeback. for like a year. <laughs> so and like again, guess when it happened? Right when Eyes One's done. There's no better time. All the momentum's there. People would freak out if Yenna is in Everglow. It needs to happen now. It has and then here to. is my other thing. We've talked about this before. I don't think I've ever talked about it when we were recording. I think, as we know, it was rigged and the groups, you know, companies paid for the members to be in these groups, right? So they could get more attention, get the spotlight on them and beat an eyes one. Yeah. I don't think, because remember when Everglow came out, I'd never heard of them. No idea who it was. I just saw I, them on Instagram. Yep. I don't think their company thought they were going to be as popular as they are right now. Oh, I completely So the agree. whole reason they put Yenna in an Eyes One was to build up her popularity. So if this group tanked, they'd add her to it after Eyes One was over, which would make them more popular. I, I agree. But they just happened to explode and be really popular. You I agree. I agree. I think that's why there's only six members. Now they're going to have seven members and have great dance formations. I think, uh, yeah, exactly. No, I think you're absolutely right. It's just they're like... Songs are so good. I know, that's what I'm saying. And it's the thing, too, it's like... You just also never know. You never know, because I was thinking about it, too, when we were talking about the one random girl you saw from, what was the... Fanatics? Fanatics. Like, so the idols are, like, so talented and so beautiful and funny, and, like, there's so many, and, I, like, obviously they stand out in their own different ways, but, like, you never know when a song is going to randomly, like, just hit, because they're all great dancers, and they're all beautiful. They well, all can like, sing, like... But Everglow just, like, hit. Like, sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. It doesn't mean they're bad. Like, think about Majors we were talking about and we listened to. Yeah. Their songs are awesome. What stopped them from taking off and being super popular right now like Everglow was when they did? Everglow, just, like, the certain time, place. It just happened happened to work out. It was so good. And then, like, obviously, the members are freaking awesome, too. And you could see from the first video we talk about all the time. The budget was not there to make, like, a super crazy video. They literally like starting I, yeah. like a basement school project, and now look at them. I uh, yeah, shout out that one team. I I agree. I think that's just how it was. I think that they wanted to get Everglow some popularity, uh, just until Yenna could get there to kind of take them uh, you to know, the next level. To the next level. But they just happened but to already. They be there. skipped all those levels and just went huge from debut, and they've been really popular ever since. And that's why it's kind of. Created this like weird situation where people get you know oops that's gonna be loud uh people get upset or like angry or debate of like should she be an Everglow should she not because no, if Everglow was just like a normal group like no one fanatics, would say that. Or, they'd be like oh cool they got another member or even like Elris they were a five member group for a long time they yeah. had two members no one said anything about it because nobody cared yeah well sorry if you're an Elris maybe fan, if you're like cared. a super but like but it's just like I don't know it. It's one of those things where, like I said, I don't think they expect them to blow up like they did. They're planning for the future by putting her in this group. So if anything, they'd be able to drop her into the group later on, building their popularity up. Because that's yeah. the only group they have. That's the only thing they and have to put like, the money in. And that, that like, makes sense business-wise, too. Just like... Like putting... Just how, how, do you popular, build popular, this, popular. how do you want to make this team happen? It's like, oh, let's start them out. Uh, build them up a little bit with some cool songs. Get like a discography out there. And then guess what? We get to add a superstar on the team. It's like when Katie joined the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it's like your team is already really good, so you add a former MVP to win more championships. Like, it's a great plan. It was like a perfect building plan. It's just... They they, They had the best problem of all time, and Everglow decided to just go off and be sick 
every single song that they've had. So I just can't wait to hear everyone in our Discord complain. That Everyone's going to complain, and guess what? You can complain. That's fine. You can have your own opinions, but I think... I've gone back and forth on it, and I've said I don't think she needs to be there. But it doesn't hurt that she's there. No, and I still don't think she needs, like, needs to be there, but I think she absolutely should, because... My third thing is... Why not? Everyone's like, if she joins, Anna's not going to have any lines at all. I'm like, so you're taking three lines from her like she doesn't have any lines now. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, people It's not like she has a cool verses and there's like not having any. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People just like to create weird problems. But, again, because Everglow's so great, like, I don't think they need... They don't need saving from anybody. You don't need to throw... They don't need Momo. They don't need Irene. They don't need anyone because they're a great group on their own. And but adding like- Yena is an awesome step of someone that they already know that can make them even more cool. I think they should do it. I think they should do it now. Like, because why would you wait? Like, yeah, I'm with you. I've always said is, she's going to be in Everglow. There's no question that they're not going to wait and debut another group after Everglow's only been a group for like, what, a little over a year and a half? I, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you let her sit so in the basement and not do anything? I haven't. And like, I wasn't really sure for the longest time, but honestly, like, w- like pretty recently... Especially with Eyes One coming to an end, I was like, "Yeah, Yenna just needs to be in Everglow. Yeah, like she just needs to be in Everglow. She has to be. She's right there, knows them. She'll fit right in. She fits the concept. You're right. Uh, Especially after seeing these last couple concepts. Yeah, I'm like, Ooh. she'll fit. She'll fit the concept perfectly. You don't drop a teaser right after Eyes One disbands, and it's like, oh, she's not here yet. Like, yeah, just put her in there." Give her a really cool way to kind of get introduced. And then guess what? That's Everglow now. And that's will be the Everglow that we know forever moving forward. So True. So, sorry. Hater's going to hate. Uh, but, yeah, she's definitely going into Everglow. I just don't know what else you do. Like, I don't – I have no idea. I don't be a soloist. I I can't – I mean, I don't she see. could do it, but I don't see her being a soloist, especially when they have Everglow and they can just put her in there. Yep. I think that she should be in Everglow, and I think she will be, and we're going to see it very, very soon. Hopefully tomorrow, really <laughs> with the teasers. Yeah, yeah. what if it was? Um, what so, if she really just came on, and then like everyone else is literally just backup, like, uh, backup dancers? Like Sejong and the girls. <laughs> yeah, Sejong and the girls. <laughs> uh, Gugadon treatment. Sorry, Gugadon, I love you. And R.I.P. Um, next up, we have Lee Cheon, who finished 12th, which I feel like is a highway robbery. So clearly, WM did not. That's where I also think the rigging went in. Put the money into that one. Yeah. Um, she's a main dancer, lead vocal, lead rapper. She was born January 11th, 2000. Her official color is Chain Emerald. These little, like, name color things. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she's um, the mom of the group, which, I mean, is true. She always takes care of all the members. Yep. There's always videos of her, like, cooking stuff and teaching the Japanese members how to do normal things, like wash clothes. Yeah, I was going to say, like... <laughs> they're like, oh! She, dude, she, <laughs> it's so true, like... And they're like, 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 wow, look at Chim being the best mom ever. And then she's like, this is how you sweep the floor. And it's like... Yeah. You know? And they just, like, fall around like little ducks. It's the best. She is... Oh, wait. she Her nickname is the Dancing Feather, because she's known for dancing and being light as a feather. That's what they say she looks like when she dances. She trained for four years in one month. She's a former JYP trainee, and she appeared on the show 16 with her sister, Cher Young, who now just came back with Itzy. <laughs> I lost my breath for a second. She so like, just came back here with Itzy. Itzy takes my breath away. I know. That's what happened to Cher me. Young. She also auditioned for Fantiago with her sister in 2012 and did not make it, and was on the survival show's K-pop star season three. We'll show K-pop star season three. She's fluent in Japanese. 
and was crowned the Dancing Queen on both Weekly Idol and Idol Room. Which, I mean, she deserves it. Definitely, yeah, definitely one of the best dancers out there right now. Now, I don't remember whose turn it was last time. I think you went last time. But she's going back to WM Entertainment, who has an established girl group who's coming back, and oh my girl. I def- I don't think it'll be right away, but I definitely think they're gonna, they'll are gonna they debut a junior group and she'll be in it. It is 100% time for them to have a new girl group because oh my girl... It's getting up there. Yeah. I don't think they're going to disband them like I think they've been around for, what, six years? Since 2015, right? Yeah, it's been a while. So they're definitely seniors now, and they need that junior group, and this group is going to be built around Cheyenne. Yeah, there's no way they don't That's like 100% what I see happening there. Uh, I think it should. Yeah. She should still be like an idol in a group. I definitely feel like a lot of these companies that have these girls coming back have trainees you've never seen, never heard of. Like they're in the works, man. waiting in the wings yep. to step up, you know, like kind of like how in college basketball, yep. they're like seniors leave. You're like, how are they ever going to replace yeah. these guys? They actually know this dude you've never heard of, like going for 20 points a night. That's what's going to happen. And um, then you just add that. It's just perfect. You added the star player. Well, it's kind of like a, a Cholon. Yeah. I had they no, took I, forever I had no idea they it. had eight other trainees to even put in a group with her. No idea. Uh, and then one of them that showed up was... Another girl that was in a different company during Produce 48, and she's in Cube Entertainment. Yeah. So I'm like, when did she even go there? You know what I'm saying? So who knows how many of these other girls or trainees are waiting to debut in a group, and they're just waiting for these other groups to, you know. I think it's a lot, and we're going to see it start happening here when these companies are going to debut. Because who did who we had? Well, DIA was always already kind of a group. They were. Then you had. So was WJSN. Yeah, WJSN. But then you had Wacky Mackey, Wacky Mackey, Goo Goo Don, Goo Goo Don. This fanat- well, fanatics is a produce forty eight. You had Priston. Um, there's a couple other ones I can't think of. There's, there's like there's, three or four other groups more, that more. weren't, you know, anything to write home about. But they still were waiting for these girls to come out of produce one hundred and one, even if they didn't make IOI to be, form groups. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and people had like solo. There was like solo artists too, like. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's like the right way to. That's what I would do if I was a company. They were like, out here building popularity for all these years, getting really the name out there. So you're not going to stick them in a dungeon for years until. Like, up, oh, time to debut a new group. Cause we got these trainees. Here's the other thing: you could put her in a group with like three girls, four girls, make a five member group, and they'd still be awesome because she's a great idol. And just have them be a yeah. I mean, there's like so many possibilities. What you could do, and they they and just they don't have a junior group girl group yet. Just do it. Like yeah, I think she they can be mentored mentored by oh my girl because oh my girls are literally veterans now. So it's like a perfect time to have a junior group. Che Young could be there as the star player. Get a couple more cool girls, and I'm standing them. That's yeah. that's gonna be sick because Che Young's my bias. So, so I'll never forget the episode when she had the I forgot who was on her team, but they were a train wreck. And she just was crying because oh, she dude, worked so awesome. hard. And even Bayu Jun, she like cried. She like cried, and said she was Chan was doing a great job. And to make her cry, you really have to be doing something. That was when she became my bias. She's always been my bias since then. Also, so. never forget that's the same time when they're going around to see who'd pick up girls from the other groups. And Minju said that she really wanted to be in the one group. Like, oh, that's cool. We're gonna take Sakura, and she wasn't even there. <laughs> yep, and. They just also, that performance was awesome. They didn't say anything to her. But, yeah, that was the moment she came up by us. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited because they should debut a new girl group. Next up, we have Kim Chaewon. She's a lead vocal, lead dancer. On August, She was born August 1st, 2000. 
She also attended the Hovland Multiple Art School. She trained for 11 months. Her nickname is Angel Chewan, Fairy Chewan, or Radish Cabbage Fairy. Classic. Her official color is Chaymu. Chaymu. It's like Shaking weird. My head it's again, like a, it looks like a these, weird green. These colors. Color. I don't know. Um, fun fact, she can peel three tangerines in 30 seconds, and she's said to look like Stray Kids Felix. And I've, she, I've also said it a bunch. She looks like a spitting image of a female version of Kai from uh, Exo. Exo, yeah. They have, like, similar faces. A lot of beautiful faces. I know, a lot of beautiful faces. <laughs> a lot of beautiful faces. Um, I don't know whose turn it is. It might be yours. Where do you think Chaewon's going to go? I don't know. I mean, in my perfect world, her and Yumbi would just be a super awesome duo that tour- tours the world, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'd like to see her still in a group. I'd like to see her still be a performer. Um, I don't know. I think she's going to go in Rocket Punch. You think she'll put her in Rocket Punch? Yeah. Ah, see, I forgot that they have them. She's young enough that she and she can yeah, that that's, concept. Yeah, and that's why innocent bubbly concept. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, and like we said with previously, with Yena. She went on the show with the other trainees from Rocket Punch and is like yeah. trained with them all these years. Yeah. I think they're gonna put in Rocket that'd Punch. That'd be that'd be probably the best bet because they're not gonna debut another girl group. I I don't think they're gonna they're debut. Still, Rocket Punch is too new for the new debut. So yeah, just put in Rocket Punch today. Do it because if they debut a new group, that means it'd be bad news for Lovelies. So yeah, and Rocket put Punch is having to come back. Put her in both. Just have her. Do stuff with both of them. <laughs> I know, right? Lovely's and But I, I think she's going to go to Rocket Punch. Yeah, that, that'd be sick. She'd fit that concept perfectly. Wait. They're coming back. Put her in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. Come it's back. the same exact thing with Everglow. Do it now. It's the smart move. Put her in there. You're going to get more views, more sales. That's more money for you, company. Do it. I know one person. I, think about that. I know Arsis is super hyped because he thinks she's going to be in... Uh, Rocket Punch too. That's like his favorite group. So he's like super excited. I'm glad. I was like, that's gonna be the ultimate produced 48 group. If they get. Really, I was gonna say that would that group is is that just Eisman number two? Like from how many produced 48 people were on there? Next up, we got Kim Minju who finished in 11th place. I don't remember if I said uh, Chaewon finished in 10th place. But Kim Minju, most beautiful face, maybe all time, maybe she's up, up there. there. I mean. Finish number 11. Definition of a visual. She's lead rapper, sub-vocal, and visual. She's born February 5th, 2001. Her official color is Snow White Ninja. That makes sense. She attended the Seoul School of Performing Arts. Um, she has been in a lot of like music videos and dramas, and she is actually very good at speaking English. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's going to be in another group. I think she's just going to go be an actress. Definitely going to just be an actress and model. Like that's what she was known for. Before Especially she went since to the she's coming from this weird company that like sells sports drinks or whatever. Yeah. She's gonna go be an actress, and like, why not? Like, dude, you gotta go be a model or an actress. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she's. she's I don't she, think she's gonna be. An she's actor ready anymore. for that life. She's man. gonna get the old Zoe, and she's gonna go be an yep. actress. She's Do ready. She's, she's ready for that life. Next up is Yabuki Nako. She finished in sixth place. She's a sub vocal, born June eighteenth, two thousand one. She's a member of HKT48 with uh, Sakura. Mm-hmm. Her official color is Nabuki Sky. That sounds like a very, one, very great scented candle. Yeah, or like weird ice cream or something. That one's a little better, actually. She trained for four years and ten months. She debuted at HKT48 in 2013. She became the center of 
Winkwa Sankai within a month of debuting. I'm guessing that's good. That's a, the subunit of the subunit. That's just how that works over there. She's also known as the eighth of the third generation of HKT48. So she's very popular. Oh, yeah. Um, she also had concurrent positions on the AKB48's B team from March 2015 to December 2017. I'm guessing it's not because A-team, but I don't know how they needed AKB48 to, they needed, works. Yeah, they needed to have some someone super popular in the B-team to have people view them, so not goes there. Maybe. I don't know. She also knows Korean the best out of all the J-line. Um, and she's also the only trainee on the show, produced series, to go from Class F to Class A, which is amazing. It was amazing. And fun fact, she may or may not only be 4'11". She's really short. Very tiny. Extremely small. And I do know she's really good at speaking Korean because they'd say stuff about it on Eyes One Shoe all the time. And they're like, how do you know Korean so well? She goes, it's because I'm a genius. That's that's all you need to say. She's also, she's really funny. Yeah, Nako's great. Everybody loves Nako. And adorable. Everybody loves Nako. How can you, I don't think anyone could dislike, if you dislike Nako then. I love the that, videos where they're like, hey Nako, heck? come do something cute. And she'll walk from the back just to the front and stand there and everybody's like, oh my, oh my gosh, gosh she's she so literally adorable. Does, that's just her her power. She also makes funny faces. She's just she's a really good idol. Everyone loves Nako. Everybody loves Nako. Um, I think Nako's just gonna go back to yep. AKB. Just go back and be, be a su- star. superstar in Japan. Even she's gonna be the next. She already was. She's gonna be the next heir apparent to Sakura. Yeah. So she already was huge there. So she's only gonna be more popular. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty it. safe. She's gonna go back to AKB. Yep. Agreed. Next up, we have Honda Hatomi, who finished in ninth place. She's a lead dancer, sub-vocal, sub-rapper, born October 6, 2001. Her nickname is Strawberry Princess, Hee-Chan, or Pong Hatomi, which just means Bread Hatomi. She loves bread. She's a member of AKB48's Team B and Team A. Her official color is Tomi Beige. <laughs> that sounds like just an actual person, like Hollywood. That should be her uh, other name. She trained for four years and two months. And she debuted in AKB48 in 20... I'll be honest, I don't know if it's a 4 or a 6. I want to say it's a 6. We'll go... F- yeah. 2016 with Team 8 was a cheerleader in elementary school for four years, which we all know is true because on all the shows they made her do flips and all kinds of handstands and cartwheels. Yep. What do you think Hitomi's going to do? I think she's going to be like the rest of the J-Line and go be awesome in Japan. I think she'll go back to Japan... But I think if any of the members have a chance of coming back to Korea and being an idol, it's going to be Hitomi. Yeah. She also just got like a Korean driver's license. so Yeah, we did learn that information. So maybe she will come back. I mean, Maybe she'll go back and sign with WM and be a trainee and debut in a group with Cheon. I don't know. That'd be sick. Um, but just get a I've, couple other random girls. I think out of the three members of the group, she's J-Line group. She's the best chance of coming and being an idol. Sakura... And uh, Hitomi, or not Hitomi, and Nako are just like too huge. Not that Hitomi's not, but like there's like a god level status with Sakura and like pretty much Nako, so I don't see them leaving. I feel like people in Japan are going to want to see them in Japan. Yeah. So I definitely see Hitomi coming back and being an idol, kind of like Jerry did. Yeah. Um, where she graduated or just did whatever she did, she came back and joined a company and debuted yeah. a new group. She's got a. She's probably got some doors open, so that'd be awesome. Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch of companies hitting her up trying like, to come hey. get her. Yeah, just like, you want to do this? Want to do this? Want to stay here? Like when free agents come on the market, they always have their phones blowing up. I like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Man, it's probably ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure she's got a ton of people. Whoever they're so. her like agent manager. We'll I definitely be seeing Hitomi back in Korea as an idol with somebody. Next up is Joe Yuri. She finished in third and she's a main vocal. Born October 22nd, 2001. Her official color is Yul Range. Orange. Sure. She's a trainee for nine months and she's best known for her husky voice, which she became popular for it said in Produce 48, which I don't know what that means. I don't husky, ever know man. what that means. Husky. But people say it. Husky voice. There's only two people I've ever heard that I think have a husky voice. If I definition what a husky voice would be. <laughs> one of them is Heejin. And the other one is the one girl, the rapper from Stacy. Super low deep. Yeah, I mean. That's, maybe Yuki. It's got to be a husky voice. Because all maybe the people. It's like, maybe it's like Yuki where it's like low, but it's not. I don't know. I don't either. I don't get it. I've never got it. Um, she's known for looking a lot like Weki Meki's Yujung, which is true, because they look Yeah, they do. And she was also a contestant in idol school, which if you don't know, is um, the company that made, or the show that made Promise Night. If you think the produce series were great, I want to watch it. I want to watch idol I do too. I really want to watch it. Uh, we'll have to do that one day. I've been wanting to do it. I don't um, really know what she's gonna. Yuri's gonna. I don't do, really though. know what she's gonna. I don't really know what Yuri's gonna do either. Maybe because she's still. She could, she could sing some solo songs because she's a great vocalist. The thing's weird. She's from Stone Music, and Stone Music had Promise Nine, and then they like I don't know if they sold their stuff or transferred or what, but they're not even with Stone Music anymore. Yeah, and also I know Stone Music had a couple other girls who were. Also in idol school, but within the last year or so, left and went to other companies. Yeah, Stone Stone Music's a weird company. So, I don't know if they have trainees still and they're going to debut her as a, Maybe. in a group. I also, out of all the members, would expect her to, the least, to be the least polarizing to pull in fans to whatever group it is she's in. No offense, Yuri, but... I just don't know what she's going to do. I mean, she's a really good vocalist. That's why I thought maybe she could get, like, some, some OSTs ballad. Or yeah, something. some, like, ballady type stuff. That's what I thought. I don't. I just don't see her... I just have no idea what... Being a soloist, I don't see her doing acting. I don't see her doing commercials. I mean, I hate to see her be like Cho on and just sit around and do nothing until they decide they want to do something. I don't even know Stone Music has groups. I don't... Yeah, because I thought it was, like, the distributing company... Wasn't that? I don't remember. Because she's definitely not going to go from us now. No, because they were formed from another show, so that wouldn't even make sense. But so I'm not really sure what she's going to do. I don't know either. Probably the the biggest question mark of any member, like you said. I hope something, but because she's not it's just like tu- it's just tough. Like what? I don't know. She's what. not like a Chung Ha or a Somi or even like a Yoon B. Like she's not. Like those got they're like have like a captivating persona about them. They have like. You know, personality. Like, they're outgoing. They've got, like, something about them. Yuri's just kind of there. <laughs> She's more, like, laid back. I don't know. How she finished three, I have no idea. Well, well, I guess I do know, but... Based in a perfect world where there weren't riggings, I don't know how she would have finished in third place out of all these members. She's just a tough one to try and... Like, when I thought about it, I just thought maybe she'd sing some ballad songs that I honestly wouldn't really care about because I don't like ballad songs that much. Yeah, I don't... So... I really don't know. Maybe she'll be in a web drama. I don't know. I have no idea. It's I tough. mean, when in doubt, safe bet is they got some other trainees. They'll just put her in another group and see what they happens. They could have a girl group. We'll see. 
Question mark, Yuri. Hopefully something happens with you. You're a great, you're a great vocalist, but... Yeah, that's why I was like, she's just going to sing some OSTs. I don't know. It's like, she's got a good vocal. It's like, she's very strong vocally, but kind of like Yoon Jung. Yoon Jung went to a group that had a lot of established members where people knew them. Yeah. So she could just come in and be a really good vocalist and didn't have to worry about being like the face of the group, being the most popular. Yeah. Any of that. Well, she didn't have to carry... She didn't have to, like, carry WJSN's popularity. Because I feel like if they started a group out of nowhere with Yuri, she would be the one yeah, that would have to would... carry the group and be, like, you know, the it girl. Be the best person in the group. Yeah. But when you're really strong vocally, but not in the other areas, I don't really see that happening. You know what I'm saying? So I can't see them building a group around a bunch of random trainees and then be like, oh, yeah, Yuri's here. <laughs> Maybe she'll just do singing stuff. Maybe she's going to be like... a vocal coach. That would work. I mean, that would be a pretty sick resume. Like, her resume would be all there. Maybe she'll just go on, like, King of the Mass Singer or something. I don't know. I mean, she can't do that all the time, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of... Maybe she'll just randomly be on some show as, like, a judge or something. I mean, just Which some, are the best, but some, I'm not sure. Something in entertainment. Yeah, it's a hard one. It's a hard one to to kind of stamp down, but hopefully something. But now, I mean, no one ever doesn't do, like, not... I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say that because then she would. So, <laughs> but now for the last two members, they kind of just go easiest money. They just kind of go together. Easiest money of so all time. So you have Ah Jin, who's a lead, finished fifth. She's a lead vocal, lead dancer. September. She was born September first, two thousand three. Her official color is blue Jenny. You Jenny, blue Jenny. She trained for one year and four months. She's a vitamin of the group. She's appeared in many music videos and is well known for being in a, con- a contact commercial. Like contact, like eyes. That was like her claim to fame when she was on Produce 48. Yeah, it was. I'll never forget what she said. She wants to be known as being more than a beautiful face and she wants her real talents to show. Gosh, don't we all? Um, she's also the youngest participant ever on the King of the Mass Singer at only 15 years and 104 days old. Man. Now, much like uh, Eugene. We have Jang Wan Yang, who was the number one person in Produce 48. She's a lead dancer, sub-vocal, sub-rapper, center in the Machne. She was born August 31st, 2004. She trained for one year and two months. Her official color is Candy Pink 101. Interesting. Um, she was the youngest trainee on Produce 48. Her nickname is Giant Baby or Giant Machne because she's extremely tall. She is good at speaking English, which is true. She's probably the best out of everyone in the in the group. And she ranked 88th on T.C. Chandler's Most Beautiful Faces of 2018. Ah, darn you, T.C. Chandler. And I she's just, also appeared in a lot you? of music videos, so she's got that going on. Other fun fact for you. She won. She was crowned number one on Produce 48 um, on her birthday. So when she won Produce 48, it was her birthday. Guess how old she was. Was she... 14? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she was... So when she won Produce 48, she was 14 years old. So young. Just so young. It looks exactly the same as she does now. She pretty much does. She was my least favorite member, still is. Well, was. <laughs> like she, she's always my... I mean, nothing against her. She's great, but everyone can't be first. Like Every group say. has to have a son. Yeah, so. she's def- yeah, she's definitely my least favorite member. But this is probably the most easy situation of all time for Starship. Like... If they don't just put both them and make a junior group to WJSN, then they're the dumbest company of all time. Oh, they're going to. It it has to. Because they're both so extremely young still. Uh, Wan Young's 
Is she 17 now? Yeah. And then is uh, she's Eugene's 17? Or did she just think, become 18? I don't know. They're around that age. I mean, like, either one. Like, they're so ready to still be idols in a group. Like, just get them a group. And you have the number one winner. And then Eugene, also very popular. So. And she wants to be known as more than just a beautiful face. Easiest so. money of all time. Just get a couple random girls in there. And let's just make a sweet. Because they also have. I'm trying to remember who the girl was. That trained with him. That's on produced for Because she was actually really good too. Honestly, her I name also it. might have been freaking. Oh, it wasn't Eugene. What was it? Gosh, what was it? Eugene. She had like a. Oh, she had a very similar name to. Um, it wasn't Khan's friend, was it? Because her name was Yunjin. No, oh, man, they, they all like, that'd be my favorite group of all time. They all had like very very similar names. I'm trying to remember what it was. But this girl. Oh, yeah. Kaihyun. I was going to say. Joe so Kaihyun. Yeah, she was a oh, she was on the produce, you know, 48 series with him. And she was awesome. She just didn't make it as far as the other well, girls. Well, she's going to be in the group, so. And, so there's and, no way she's not going to be in the group. And you know WJSN are at the right time to be seniors, so they're they're kind of like the oh my girl situation, where they've been around for a while. So oh, it is time for the junior group. Nah, young. That's the one who's in uh, sunlight with Cho on. Oh, okay. Sorry, kind of off topic. I just no, it's sorry. okay. It's okay. It's yeah. That's like the easiest call ever. Honestly, if Starship doesn't do it, then they're I have no idea what they're doing. But they they'll do it. They'll do it. Just go pick up a. Uh, What's her face from? Go get Hitomi. <laughs> yeah, man, that group would be so popular. Just make it those four people. Man, they'd be awesome. W yeah, just yeah because they had Sistar who was four, then they had WJSN who was a lot, and then now let's go back to four. <laughs> I'm sure they've got a couple other groups. I actually that they feel could. like yeah, I feel like Starship pretty good company. They're pretty smart. As many as times as we like hate on other companies and oh yeah, Kion Cho Kion. Yeah. Uh, and YG's insider trading again, all this fun stuff. I feel like Starship, pretty decent company. And they treat their groups pretty well. Is that the same person? That's going to be a great group. Oh my goodness. Especially since you have the literal winner of Produce 48 going to be in that group. So that's pretty good. Who, you know, is supposed to be the most popular, like, number one person. Yeah. So that I'm- group is going to be sick. That's gonna be fun. Starship make it happen. Oh, there's no way they don't make no, it. No, that's that's like that's that's probably like the easiest call of anybody we've had of like what they're going to do. Like, that's going to happen. That's such a nice, that's such a nice spot for Starship to be in, because then you can just have WJSN be the seniors, and then you literally usher in this like awesome new girl group with two winners from Eyes One. And literally the winner of Produce Forty Eight. So, and then who knows how Pretty many? Other, decent. Who knows how many other trainees they probably? Yeah, have. I mean, and they, can, I'm, they have people, and then they'll have people who have some popularity from somewhere else, like that one girl. Like, add a couple more Produce Forty Eight people. Who knows? Like, well, no, that think about like Itzy. We knew about like three of the girls, and then they had Yoon and Leah who came out of nowhere. Yeah, and they're like awesome like, too. So, yeah, it's it's that group's gonna be great. Whatever they do, it's gonna be sick. I mean, the gr- the girl groups that. They've had have been awesome in Sistar and now WJSN. So 
they're going to be an awesome group to look forward to. It's a pretty safe. They're going to like take us into. I mean, what even generation are we the on next now? Generation. They're going to be like what fifth generation group? I have no idea. Uh, they're going to keep us liking K-pop. I know that much. <laughs> We're going to have a whole new wave of group groups coming here. Yep. Very exciting. We'll cover that also when that happens. Yeah, it's going to happen. I was thinking the other day. I mean, I it, it definitely did work, but I was like, did the like post produce one hundred and one groups like did that work? And I think my answer was yes, even though some of them had some very weird discographies and disbandments that kind of sucked and turbulent were really times. yeah turbulent times. I still feel like just for the popularity, because like even when all the IOI members were together, like yeah, all these girls like are important. So just for that fact, I think it'll be good. I know Starship's going to do a good job though, so. I put looking I, forward to I it. put my trust in them. Um but yeah, so that's our that's our takes, our hot takes on what's gonna happen with these girls that we've loved for many, many years. It's pretty now. much uh pretty much our hot take is yes, Yenna's gonna be an episode. I was gonna say we're just looking forward to Yenna to get her teasers dropped here in the next couple I didn't, days. Yeah, Chaewon and Rock Punch just I just always forget I just forgot what company Rock Punch is in, but yeah, that makes that makes really good sense too, but the Yenna one has just been a passionate debate for a while, so... Yeah, there's no way that that will happen. They're coming back. Put her in there. But that's our first part of the Eyes One. Yeah, I don't know what this rabbit technically called. Yeah, Eyes One Rabbit Hole. Uh, and the next week we'll Eyes get into uh, more of the like, history and discography and stuff like that like we normally do. Sure, yep. This is just a lot to talk about. And there's I mean, a lot of members. We're back to our old uh, length of episodes here at about an hour and a half, so... We definitely could not have done any more. Yeah, because, because we didn't even talk that much at the beginning. We didn't. Week. We didn't want this to be as long as one Produce Forty Eight episode. So, um, I don't. Yeah, know we really we didn't talk that much at the beginning. So. I don't know if we could technically even record a whole three hours. Yeah, we need to actually have the file fit into the whatever we need to fit into. So, yeah, that was good. That was good. Come it back sucks. next week and listen to that half. <laughs> yeah, come back next week. It's sad, but it is exciting at the same time to see where the members will. You know, do their thing once again. True. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. Support your local Produce 48 trainees. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Can we just make AKB 48 and just call it that again and just get all the people from Produce 48 and just have that be... Just make them be one big girl group. Isn't that what it is? Yes. I don't know. W-R-C. I just love the stage. I love the stage. It's a great show. Everyone go watch Produce 48. Even support Eyes One still. Support our podcast, K-Pop Kimchi 101, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And listen to this episode next week for part two of Eyes One. I'm JT. He's Fograw. We will catch you guys next week. We love you. Peace. Peace.